our weekly perceptions. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. So the other day I did a Facebook Live on a subject that I think is quite important for everybody to be able to uh, digest about GDPR and social media and how GDPR uh, is being hit by social media and how social media could help with GDPR and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to have a a listen to that, here it is for you. How the devil are you? Well, excellent. It's Friday, the day everybody actually loves, of course, anyway. Uh, So hopefully you're having a good day so far. Uh, Welcome to this Facebook Live then. Anyway, I'm Simon Scholes, the uh, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency based in uh, Andover, but we help brands and businesses around the world create content that's just a little bit different and helps them communicate with their customers and brand followers and that kind of stuff in a slightly different way. Uh, Also, I do this kind of stuff quite a lot as well. I talk about Facebook Live and try and help people understand how they can create content for free, which is why I'm here right now. I'm doing uh, this Facebook Live all about the wonderful subject that everybody's been talking about, and you've probably had enough of already anyway gdpr everybody's just sick and tired of hearing those four letters especially seeing as though it was a week ago that it all came into plan didn't it everybody knows last uh, friday wasn't it the 25th we all made sure our privacy policies were in place and we all made sure the bits and pieces were all sorted you, you did do that didn't you yes hopefully you did uh, however i was reading on linkedin a little while ago about um, 10 days ago or so, about um, a guy who was writing a blog and it kind of really resonated with me. So I thought I would talk to you about it. I wrote a blog about it myself as well and kind of expanded on it. And basically it was about all these brands and businesses who have got their own business through creating email lists. And so they've got this massive email list that they've created and they email these people on a regular basis, usually at a weekend with a product offer. And so they say, oh, this product right now, if you buy it this weekend, you'll get 10% off with this email code. And so they send that email out on the Friday, so like it would be today, and you get that email through in your inbox and you'd either buy or you wouldn't. And there's gonna be hundreds and thousands of these companies where their email list is going to have dwindled down from thousands down to hundreds, if not tens of people, because they've been told maybe the wrong information they've tried to get people to re-opt back in again, or maybe those people weren't even opted into your content in the first place, and so you've had to remove them from your email list and all that kind of stuff. So it got me thinking about the connection between GDPR and social media and how people could have built a brand on social media that meant that even though people might not necessarily be able to get their email content, when they post that content out on social media, because they've given so much value over time and over the years, that when they ask about somebody potentially looking at what they have to offer and what they sell, those people might actually be interested. And that's a big thing there is asking, not telling people to buy. You're not saying, here's value, 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 buy my stuff. It's value, 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 would you like to take a look at this? I've got this book and it's really cool, or asking rather than trying to sell. Anyway, I digress. So I was thinking about this and and a lot of businesses will be starting to think, actually, is it too late for me to start trying to build my own brand? And it's never too late to start building your own brand. However, remember this, if you're trying to build your own brand, it is not going to happen overnight. There are some big brands at the moment who are recognizing that they need to start building their brand digitally and seem to think because they have a big name and a big brand, those brand people who are their fans will 
continue to follow them on digital social media and all that kind of thing. The one mainly I'm talking about is Marks and Spencers. They have got it in their head, I think, that they're going to just easily fall into the digital market and it's not really going to be that simple. It really isn't because basically, I was checking this out the other day, they have 789,000 people follow them on Instagram. And on that day, they posted a piece of content and in nine, 10 hours, only 1,500 people have actually liked it from 789,000 people who follow their content. So there's something wrong there, whether their content's not right, whether the audience is slightly skew-whiffed. I would say probably it's more likely that there's only about 10,000 raving fans in those 789,000 people, um, and also that they probably don't create the greatest content in the world either. Anyway, um, what I try to do is help you realize how you could build a brand yourself really simply, really easily, and it not cost you a single penny because it's not too late to start building your brand, which is what Miles is here to listen about. So thanks very much for joining us, Miles. Um, so if you wanna try and build your brand, if you wanna try and build your business, it's really, really important that you just find a process that's gonna work for you. Uh, the process that I come up with trying to help save you time, which is really valuable, obviously, and helps you remove that friction that people who are trying to digest your content might actually find. So the first step is to create a marketing calendar. Most businesses create goals at the start of the year and they know exactly what they want to achieve at the end of the year and they break them down and they go, right, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this, and then I'll achieve this. So that's what you wanna do with your marketing calendar is start breaking it down and looking at what you wanna achieve for the year and tying your marketing calendar into that but not just that, but tying your marketing calendar into events that are happening throughout the year. So, for example, I was working with a fantastic lady the other day, Sean Perham. She's a leadership coach, and we were sat down going through her calendar and that kind of stuff, and we found some great ideas that we could attach her content to. So through the year, for example, you could be, um, I don't know, you could be a life coach, or you could be um, a, a PT, and so you're doing your bits and pieces as a PT with your clients, and then you're writing a blog and Wimbledon's here. So how could you tie in what you do as a PT with Wimbledon? Or you're a chiropractor, and this time of year, the weather's been fantastic, lots of people probably coming to you with gardening um, injuries. So how could you go back to those people with gardening injuries and actually give them value so they don't get those injuries anymore? Maybe um, suggest that they mow the lawn upright or maybe that they need to warm up beforehand. I don't know, I'm not a chiropractor, but what could you give them as value to make sure that they don't come out the other side of mowing the lawn or doing gardening for a couple of days over the hot weather where they've got aches and pains? Because if you can give them enough value so that it means that they don't have to come and see you for those little bits and pieces, they're more likely to come and see you when they have more of an issue and they're gonna be grateful for the value that you've given them and all that kind of stuff. So basically what I get you to do is break down your calendar into those chunks, into those things that are happening throughout the year and then write blog content around those areas. So taking what I've just said about gardening injuries or like talking about as a being a PT and connecting it to Wimbledon or for example, and me writing this one about GDPR and social media, tying it into things that people could actually relate with and that people will be searching for and potentially resonate with them. So this video, obviously GDPR and social media, GDPR is a big thing on people's lips at the moment, even though it happened last week, still people are talking about it, trust me. I even have people talking to me about it and I ain't no GDPR expert, trust me. So you've written your blog, 
what next? Because a blog is just one piece of content and if people don't want to have to read, you're creating friction instantly because those people don't want to have to read your content. So what's the next step that you can take with your blog content? And for me, I suggest to my clients and to people who come to me to have a chat and talk about my free stuff, is that they take that blog content and they turn it into a Facebook Live. So take out the three or four really resonating moments in your Facebook, in your blog content and turn it into a Facebook Live. So you start off with your usual pitch if you're a brand or a business and you go networking and you just come in and say, this is who you are, this is what you do, um, but don't start listing loads of stuff, kind of keep it single-minded and, and in, a, in a focus. So do that like 40 second pitch, 60 second pitch, maybe even a minute and a half pitch. And then you can tell your story in between. So get your little three or four bullet points that you've um, actually made out of your blog and use those as your story that you're going to tell people and give people so that they can actually kind of resonate with those moments within your video. Then at the very end, you have a call to action. At no point in this though, are you trying to sell. It's just a call to action. So at the end of your videos, if you've enjoyed what I've had to say, leave a comment in the section below, ask me some questions, maybe drop me a message on Skype, we can have a chat, but don't try and sell. Just give value, just offer some more free stuff maybe, and you'll be onto a winner. So what do you do then once you've got the Facebook Live? Because you've got now a blog, and potentially a 10 minute video, which is quite long. So not everybody's gonna to want to digest that. So how can you make sure that you're still continuing to remove the friction? So this is where the next stage comes in. You repurpose that content. That Facebook Live can be repurposed and turned into so much more. So you can download it and you can put it onto YouTube. That means then as long as you've tagged and written your description correctly, you can embed it back into your website and the two sites will then start to talk to each other. And this is where the age old adage from video companies who go to network and go, oh, having a video will increase your SEO and your dwell times and your conversion rates. It will not do any of that if people can't find your content and if Google can't recognize that your content on YouTube is connected to your website. So you need to learn how to make sure your content does that or go to an expert who can help you um, with maybe the tagging or the description writing or even just like uploading videos and all that kind of stuff. But it's dead simple to learn. So go away and learn it. Don't pay somebody to do it. Um, so you can do that. So then your blog is embedded into your website. That's great. That's a brilliant start. Then with a bit of hard work and a lot of patience, you could learn how to edit video and you could learn how to edit audio. And the reason I suggest this is because you could turn that 10 minute Facebook Live into three or four one minute videos or one minute-ish videos because you've done these resonating moments within your video that I talked about, these bullet points, these three or four bullet points, you can take those and make them into shorter video pieces. So then you can use them, if they're under a minute, even better, that's awesome, because then you can use them on Instagram directly. But you could put them in as Instagram stories, you could break them up and put them in as Instagram stories, you could put them in as Snapchat, you could put them on Twitter, you could put them back onto Facebook again and post them around different websites, onto LinkedIn, you could download them up natively, you can load them up natively into Facebook as well. There's so much you could do with that content. And because those little quotes that you've done, those little, resonating moments are so resonating and already they are blog content and they are bullet pointed why not take those bullet points and make them into memes 
Now, a meme is a photograph with a resonating moment or quote over it. You've probably seen them with really famous people's quotes over them. The, the big one that a lot of people see is the Einstein one, where it, I think it's uh, something along the lines of repeating the same process over and over again and expecting a different result is stupidity. So, you see what I mean? Just, just take that quote that you've created in your blog and in your Facebook Live and in your short form content now and create it into a meme, turn it into a meme. So you're removing the friction bit by bit. So if they don't want to read a blog, they could watch your 10 minute video. If they don't want to watch your 10 minute video, they could watch your one minute video. If they don't want to do that, they could go on to some of your other channels and actually maybe con uh, taking your content via Instagram through the memes or through Twitter through the memes. So you see why I'm going? You're just trying to remove that friction. And then the final stage, and the big one I think is really, really important for a lot of people at the moment, is audio. You can take the audio off your Facebook Live, you can top and tail it with a new generic intro and outro, and you've got yourself a podcast. And that is a really great way of removing friction for people because if they can't do any of that other stuff, it generally means they don't have the time to either go searching for your content or to digest it. A podcast, you literally put your headphones in on your phone, and you walk, you mow the lawn, you go for a run, you hit the gym, you maybe plug your phone into your, your car stereo, you can listen to it while you drive to work. Podcasts are a really great way of removing all the friction because if they don't want to digest your content in any other way, at least if can, they can digest it through the audio version, you're onto a winner. And if they don't want to digest any of that whatsoever, then they're probably not the customer for you. But the great thing about social media is you don't have to care because all you're doing is putting your content out to remove that friction. And then hopefully loads and loads of people are going to be watching and listening and learning from your value-driven content so that you can just keep pushing forward with the next piece and the next piece and the next piece because you don't just do this once. You don't just do it for one week. You do it for 52 weeks. You do it for 104 weeks. You do it for 156 weeks. My maths is getting quite good. Uh, I can add 50. To, to, is that right? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, my maths is okay. Uh, so you can, you can just keep going and giving value and giving value and giving value. Try not to sell. Try and just build your raving fans. The more raving fans you can get, the better, because then when it comes to the point where you ask rather than sell, they're more likely to want to actually buy what you've got to, to offer. Because number one, they'll either feel guilty because you've given them so much value that they think, wow, this guy's given me so much, he deserves that £10 for the book he's asking me to take a look at. Or, more so, if your value-driven content is really, really great and you're giving so much value, they're going to think, my God, he gave me so much value for free, what the chuff is going to be in that book? And they'll buy your book instead that way. So have a think about it. What can you do with your content to really make it repurposed and work better for you? And this is why I started this off with GDPR because all these brands and businesses would hopefully um, not be in this situation, but they're possibly have dwindled down their email marketing list. They're in a situation where barely anybody is taking a look at their content. And those people who are getting their email marketing list content and maybe a percentage of like nine or 10% are opening it because email marketing is slowly going down. It's still a great way of talking to people, so don't stop doing it, but the potential of people actually opening the content is getting lower and lower and lower. So if you can't do the email marketing list to the thousands of people you were originally doing it to, 
it's time to start thinking about building your brand and it is never too late to do it. But it does take hard work and it does take a hell of a lot of patience. It's not gonna happen overnight. It is a one, two, potentially three year process. You're looking to build an organic group of raving fans. So hopefully you got some value from this Facebook Live. It's been an interesting one, been a bit blurby, a bit ranty, but if you wanna leave any questions at all, please do so in the comment section below. I'd be more than happy to try and answer them. Or you can add me on Skype, I'll put my email address below so you can actually find me on Skype and we can have a chat and it doesn't cost you a penny. Everything I do, it's free. My favorite four letter word. Anyway, have a great weekend and I will chat to you on my next Facebook Live. Take care and take it easy, bye. Okay then, thanks ever so much for having a listen. Uh, hopefully you got some value out of that. Um, there'll be more podcasts coming up in the uh, coming week. And I'm going to start doing something on a daily basis, so keep your ears open for that one too. Anyway, until then, thanks for listening and have a good one. Bye! This podcast has been a Perception Studios UK production.